Assalamu alaikum, brother. Peace to God. Peace to the universe. What's going on? Same shit, different day, bro. Indeed, indeed it is. <laughs> um, I just um, was thinking about um, our brother James. We were supposed to go on at uh, 12 o'clock. He calls me at um, 12.15 talking about he got to clean up his room. I said, all right, brother, you need extra time? He said, yeah, give me to uh, 12.30. I said, no problem. I'll give you to 1 o'clock. <laughs> I haven't heard from that Negro since. I just... Just goes to show that a coward will always tell a lie. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I, I'm just curious about how does clean up his room have anything to do with being on the podcast? <laughs> that, I mean, who's going to see his room? That would be a logical question, but a liar doesn't understand that his lie is not believed by people with logic. Hmm. Now that may that lie may work for people that don't think themselves. But uh, we're a different breed. Because we welcome anything. And I told him once again today, as he called me after work, he said, I'm on my way home because I sent him the same reminder message I sent you in text. And um he said, what's it going to be about? I said, it's going to be about not a, a confrontation, not even, it's about knowledge. I don't want our debates to be like Sarnetta's debates where we are um, trying to one-up one another. I wanted this to be about if anybody didn't know anything about the Hebrews, what would you like them to know? And the same for Dr. Moore. If there's anything that um, people didn't know about Greek Brotherhood, what would he want them to know? So tonight we'll discuss Greek Brotherhood and uh, leave the rest open to anybody. I don't know how much you are at liberty to discuss, but um, I think it would be a great introduction for anybody that is seeking some type of camaraderie or empowerment. Um, is that all right with you? Yeah, it's fine with me. All right. I'll let's start there. But um, first, speaking of cowards, <laughs> cowards and cowboys start off with the same three letters. Now, I know that you are a cowboy fan by default because nobody else can seem to get out of the NFC East except whoever wins that division and even once they win that division particularly the cowboys they're not going anywhere past the first round now we've seen last week <laughs> Where that manifest into reality because the Cowboys, unlike Brother James, had to face their fate 
There was no getting around where they had to go. They had to go to Arlington, Texas, their home field. All of the adoring Cowboys fans in full attendance breaking the decibels of shouting for this team. And as Stephen A. always said, and once again, give it time. And they will find some type of way to fuck it up. Anything that you want to say about your default uh, uh, team. <laughs> First of all, brother, let me just say. Uh, <laughs> now, watch it, brother, because I, I, I don't want to say what you're a real fan of. <laughs> Yeah, because I don't want to start cursing him, but the fact that you say that I am associated in any manner uh, a fan of the Cowboys is is disrespectful. That's I was trying to point. give you some credibility because being a fan of who you are a fan of, it would have no weight whatsoever. Well, you should not even mention. <laughs> well, we're gonna move on and, then because I don't want to bore was, anybody. <laughs> yeah, because if, if you were trying to justify any cowboy credibility at all, it is it, gonna end bad for you, bro. I am not. I am so happy that they lost, and I am so happy that their delusional fans who want to stick through them to the end have seen. What um the what was the coach that uh beat the damn um I forgot uh, he beat uh the Patriots I think it was black coach and he said we showed them what they were <laughs> we just didn't take it home <laughs> they almost beat the Patriots I guess and uh, at the news conference he, he broke <laughs> and that became a famous meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember that. What they what what do you say? We we are who we thought they were. Right. They are who we thought we were. <laughs> we just couldn't beat it. <clears throat> oh my god. So for all of you sorry ass cowboy fans out there, I am a former cowboy fan until I realized that Stephen A had a point. There is nothing coming out of Arlington, Texas or Dallas, Texas, as long as Jerry Jones and his Jerry's world is in Texas. They are y'all ought to run him out of damn Texas on a rail. Bro, you are a fair weather fan. And you are waiting <laughs> I keep telling you that fans way. are short for fanatics and people that love to lose like your team, will stay bound to that team whether they win or not. And I I am from New York, and you don't have to worry about me being a New York fan of nothing because I'm not a loser, and I don't want to be associated with loss. If you had a stock, brother, and that stock kept losing, you would be a fool to hold on to it. Well, see, as a football fan, that's not how you look at things. You see, and there's, there, there is, therein lies the problem. But let me let you finish. I don't want to be rude. Okay, so as a football fan, I root 
root for my team win, lose, or draw. <laughs> but whether I root for my team win, lose, or draw, I am not a fanatic where I am foolish about my team and in denial about my team. Hmm. The difference between a Washington football team fan and a Dallas Cowboy fan <laughs> is they you saw the fans crying in this and, and there were so many memes that went out <laughs> because Cowboy fans are delusional every freaking year. Every year they start out with they're going to the Super Bowl. They're the best in the NFC East. And the Cowboys are going to be this. And, and, and if they win a few games, it is over. They, they in their mind, have went back. And, and what's crazy is you have Dallas Cowboy fans that are probably... 30 and younger that are fanatics about the Cowboys when they've never seen them winning. Hmm. The Cowboys had been to the Super Bowl or went, won anything since like the ninth. It's been 20, 25, almost 30 years. They have yeah, not been out of the first round of the playoffs in 25, 30 years. So they're not winners, and and but the cowboy fans every year they are so grandiose <laughs> about that team and about what they're going to do, and they constantly show up as losers. Hmm. But but every year they want that they feel like this is their year, and I'm like, hmm. and and they condemn every other team like they're so freaking great, right? And it is. And, and that is why people hate the Cowboys. That is correct, They don't correct, hate the sir. Cowboys. They don't hate the Cowboys because of who the Cowboys are. They hate the Cowboys because of Jerry Jones and their fans. There you go. Amen to that, brother. Uh, we will have a discussion on these delusions that people tend to hold on to, even though they're not true. But... Um, Right now, brother, it's time for us to introduce what this show is. It is 2.42 a.m. in the morning. I'm a little hyped because of uh, our own cowardice on this program, not with us. But one of our guests that we brought on last week has failed to show up this week. And um, this is Black Mental Health. And I am M.F. Doug with another title, A.F. M.F. Doug A.F. Um, we're going to talk about people with self-appointed titles tonight, too. But um, Brother Moore is my host. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Moore. Dr. Moore, please be here. Indeed. Um, this is Black Mental Health and Race. Um, we want to start off the show with a little introduction into Greek fraternity and empowerment, if you will, brother. Well, um, I don't know, bro. I mean, do you have a particular question about it? Um, I, I, I will start off by saying, one, that I first don't believe in... Um, great fraternity, so to speak, in terms of that um, uh, uh, 
acknowledgement in terms of who we are as uh, as a fraternity or who we are as a, as a people. Because what I know for sure is that before we were Greek, we were African. Hmm. And so we didn't become Greek until the Greeks went over to Africa and plummeted and stole from Africa the knowledge of self and the knowledge in history and science and mathematics that was already there. Hmm. It was just that the, it was just that the Africans and the Ethiopians and the Ethiopians were Africans. They did not believe that you could own knowledge, so so they didn't author anything hmm. because they believed that 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 knowledge belonged to everyone. Hmm. So when they went to the libraries, and if you read the book Stolen Legacies, I think by George T. M. James. Um, if, if you go and read the book so Legacies, um, uh, you will find where Aristotle, Socrates, Plato, Alexander the Great, how they went over to Africa, um, Timbuktu, and, and the different uh, first universities of the world were in Africa, and, and how they went over and held the high priests and uh, the teachers of these universities hostage and 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 brought this knowledge of math and science and history back to America and said that they were the founding fathers of math and science and history and all these different things hmm. because the the Egyptians and the Africans didn't believe that you could be that you could own knowledge. So they so they never authored it. So there was no never. So there was never any author of any of that stuff there. But when they brought it back to America, they said we are the founders of these things. We are the conquerors of these things. And so then you began to have those the first Greeks and things like that came out of the school of Socrates, Aristotle, and Plato. That 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 was the first Greeks, you know. And so what happened was. What, what we have done as a black Greek fraternity, fraternities and sororities is we have come back to claim our, our own. Hmm. So, you know, to have a conversation with Brother James or anybody else about black Greeks, you can call us black Greeks, but who we really are are, are the owners and operators of the original knowledge and language hmm. and history and science of that of which our forefathers created. Hmm. So while you know if, if we're going to have this conversation about black Greeks black Greeks are really black Ethiopians black Africans black originators of it all and all we have done in a contemporary state in mind is taking ownership of that which we own in the first place. Amen, brother. That was a beautiful description and opening and introduction into Black Greek Brotherhood. Um, along the lines in terms of uh, teams, is Black Greek Brotherhood a good team to be on? 
And I think you already <laughs> answered the question, but I'll let you elaborate. So is it, are we a great team? Yeah. Like uh, the NAACP would be considered a team. Um, SNCC would be considered a team. The Nation of Islam would be considered a team. Um, just as an analogy to what we discussed earlier about delusional um, fans and their teams, the, the people that they associate with, and how if even if the, these um, teams keep taking losses and we still keep um, adhering to them, what does that say about us? Um, not, not to take away from anything or anyone or even suggest that. Um, is the Greek Brotherhood a good team in that respect? Okay, so, okay, so let, let me tell you how I look at it. <clears throat> okay, so if you use the word team, team, in, in my assessment, um, or analysis of it makes it individualized, right? You're going to choose a team to be on, mm -hmm. right? And so in that way, we, we may become divided. Right. But if we are a league, then that's different. Hmm. Because the league encompasses all of their teams. Hmm. Right? So when we say the NFL, we're talking about the National Football League. Hmm. We're not talking about a particular team. Hmm. We're talking about all the teams together. Hmm. Right? So if you're asking me the question about whether or not I feel like Greek attorneys, you know, are a good team, then I won't sign on to that because I don't see us as a team. I see us as a league, right? Hmm. Because I see us as I see us as one arm with many fingers. Hmm. Right? And it's only us that are dividing ourselves among one another, hmm. right? Because we we don't have to be a monolithic people, and we aren't. And the problem that we have is that we keep trying to be, or or, or some of us keep trying to want to make us one monolithic people, when when who we are as a people are constantly showing us as a group that we all don't have to see eye to eye, but it don't mean that we can't work together as a hand, hmm. right? We can all be fingers on one hand, hmm. right? But uh, in us being all fingers on one hand, if we work together, we can all pick up the pieces. Indeed. Right? Um, and, and, but but it's, it's, it's one missing finger that will prevent us from being able to pick up the pieces in the way the pieces need to be picked up. And 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 that to me is while we talk about great fraternities and, and, and those things, I'm also a member of the uh Prince Hall Frizz Association of, of, of Mason Masonry. Right? And yes, so we all kind of fall under this umbrella. But I, I'm, but what I'm saying when when I say that is that when we leave out one finger, it is just that it's just that much more difficult for us to be able to pick up 
and work as a group because now you have a finger that's missing on that one hand. Hmm. And, and and when we can't see the when we can't see that we're all one hand that needs to be working together, if when you miss a when you if you think about not having one finger hmm. or having a piece of one finger, right? And what that does in your lifestyle in hmm. terms of you brushing your teeth, hmm. in terms of you tying your shoe, hmm. just talking about simple, simple things, in terms of you being able to sign your signature with a pencil. Hmm. When you're missing one of those fingers, how that affects the whole hand. Hmm. So, I, I'm, so I'm, 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 I'm saying that to say that, you know, we could all the individuals working on the same goal understanding that we can do that in, in our own individual teams but understanding that we're a league of our own and we should have the same type of um not necessarily goal but we should see how the hand operates at its optimal use what I call power. Um, I think um, one of the things that is so important about the things that you say and the reason that you are part of this podcast is that you have a professional background with a license in psychotherapy. And I have no license of any kind, but I do understand something about power and how it works if we are to operate as a hand we can have all of the i don't even think i even have to give a convincing argument all i can tell you is that the western world does not agree on anything they are willing to fight world wars over what they disagree upon however at the end of the day even though they only make up 11 percent of the population they have almost 98% control of the world because they understand one thing, that we don't agree on nothing, but we are not taking any shorts of any kind. And we are at the 22-minute mark. We just passed two minutes of uh, overtime on our first segment. This is Black Mental Health and Race. And when we come back, We'll have more of this discussion and other topics. Peace to the universe. Peace to the God.